Andy Johnson. This is the Reading Instruction Show. Today we're looking at Round Robin Reading, otherwise known as Round Stinking Robin Reading. Reading. <laughs> round Robin Reading, sometimes called Popcorn Reading, is when different students in a class or small group are called upon to read parts of a selection out loud. This should not be used ever in reading instruction or in a reading intervention at any level for any purpose. Why? First, it does not reflect reality. I have yet to go into a library and see people sitting around a table taking turns reading a textbook or an article out loud. Hasn't happened. Maybe it will. Second, it serves to generate negative emotions like anxiety, tension, and humiliation for struggling readers, which interfere with learning and become paired with the reading experience. Third, in round-robin reading, creating meeting with print is always sacrificed for decoding accuracy. And fourth, it does not work. It does nothing to improve word identification skills, reading fluency, or comprehension. And it keeps students from reading from real reading practice. Okay, smarty pants. So if you don't use round robin reading in a reading class, what do you do? Seven pragmatic options to round robin reading are described here. None of these strategies should be ex used exclusively, but they can all be used. Trade them off. The first one is probably the best one, partner reading or buddy reading. Here, students are assigned a partner. They find a place in the room and take turns reading out loud to each other. They could reread, uh, or take turns either reading every paragraph or sections aloud. You can walk around the room and you can listen unobtrusively to a whole bunch of students reading out loud and you can get a sense of each student's reading by doing that. That is called partner reading or buddy reading. And I never ask students to find a partner that can lead to some uncomfortable social situations. I always assign partners. Boys and girls, look at the board. Here is your reading buddy. Find your partner and find a place on the, on the floor and we are going to do buddy reading today. So you're working with a basal. That's what you do. I like that because I can walk around and I can listen and I can take notes. The second one is silent reading. Here students read a selection just like most adults do in the real world, silently. They read it silently. Now I know you're thinking, and here are four common questions related to silent reading. How do you know if they're comprehending what they read? Let me tell you, there are a variety of post-reading strategies that you can use to get a sense of students' understanding and interpretation of the text. You don't need to rely on oral reading to do this. Second, how do you know if students are actually reading the selection? Watch their eyes. Third, what if they do not read the assigned selection? Well, then you'd find something else for them to read. But if you find the right material, all students will read. If you allow choice and have a variety of good books and other reading material available, that are at the appropriate reading level, all students will read. Keep the big picture in mind. It's not to read the stinking basal story 
Our goal as teachers of reading is always to develop students' ability to create meaning with print. What if students need to read an assigned text or another curriculum area such as science or social studies? Okay, You're in a classroom, you want to make sure that all students are reading chapter 3 of the social studies textbook and you know they're students of varying reading levels so you say, ah, I'll use round robin reading. There are better things to do. Students should never be asked to read material that is at their frustration level if you go around. When this happens, use scaffolded reading. You know, you want to put scaffolds in place, uh, such as guided reading notes, outlines, audio recorded text, or ERT uh, to be used in the context of shared reading. So let's look at ERT. Reading a whole bunch of text can be overwhelming for struggling readers in any setting. Any setting. ERT is a silent reading strategy that can be used individually or in groups to alleviate this. ERT stands for Everyone Reads To. Here students are told to read to a particular point, usually one to four paragraphs at a time depending on the level. To be effective, ERT reading activities or strategies have to be carefully planned to create purposeful reading that invites students to read for purposeful intent. Here's an example. Boys and girls, this section will describe some interesting things about snakes. Read to the second paragraph on page 8. I'll be asking you to identify one interesting or important idea. Look up when you, had fi when, when you have finished. All right, that's an ERT. Everyone read to page 8. Boys and girls, in this section, Billy seems to be angry. I wonder what made him so angry. Read to the bottom of page 7 to find out. Raise your thumb when you are finished. Then we'll talk about it. Okay, that's an ERT strategy. Students read silently to that spot and then wait for your question or activity. If you're using this with multi-level groups, readers who may not finish are usually able to get enough of the information to participate in the, dis uh, in the discussion. And what if they're not able to comprehend while reading the text? They will be able to assimilate through the discussion that takes place. So that's a good multi-level reading strategy. Every other is another strategy. This is a form of shared reading. Here the teacher reads a paragraph or section aloud and asks students to read the next paragraph or section silently. Pre and post reading questions, conversations, or activities are included to make sure that reading is purposeful. You always want students to be reading expository text for purposeful intent as well as narrative text. For example, boys and girls, in this chapter, Marvin sees the clown up in a tree. We get to see how Marvin reacts. Let's read this chapter using every other. At the end, we'll predict what Marvin might do in the next chapter. All right? So, this is at the beginning of the chapter, brief overview, and they are reading for purposeful intent. Scaffolded oral reading, that's designed to provide a scaffold uh, when working individually with students to, so that they can read at their instructional level. Scaffolded oral reading is where you're reading with a student just a millimeter ahead at a constant pace. 
That's done when you're working individually with students. And I use this quite a bit. So, and it takes a while to get the hang of this. And usually want, what you want to do is provide just enough of a scaffold to enable the student to read successfully. If you find the student is reading fluently, you maybe just provide just first parts of the words or just provide a scaffold with the big words. All right, that, that is a, a, takes a bit of a, a art. It's an art and a science to scaffolded oral reading. Choral reading is designed to provide a scaffold for small groups of readers. Here, the group reads the text out loud together. The teacher reads as well. So that is kind of like scaffolded oral reading with a small group. Text should be broken into parts with appropriate pre- and post-reading questions and activities inserted. And again, this is more appropriate for students at the emergent or beginning levels. And the last alternative to round-robin reading is echo reading. And again, this is more appropriate for beginning and emergent. Here the teacher reads a line of text out loud and the students reread or echo the line. Uh, this works best when working with a big book or text projected on the screen so that the teacher can point to each word as it's being read and reread. So, round-robin reading, no. Seven alternatives, partner reading, silent reading, everyone read too, every other, scaffolded oral reading, choral reading, and echo reading.